This is 7.30 Tea with Ree. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally stranded in a flooding canal. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I invited my friends. When he pulls up to pick me up, he's in a weird-looking van. Ree is spilling all the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7.30 Tea with Ree. Oh my god, I hope you guys are all doing well today. I'm laughing right now because... I don't know if you guys know this, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but every single time before I film an episode, I always play my theme song again. Like, I play it all over again just so I can get in the mood, like, in the setting, like, in that headspace. So I was just listening to it, and I'm, like, listening to it, and I'm like, woo, yeah, Re is spilling all the tea, like, fully. <laughs> like, trying to hype myself up and to get into it. It definitely helps, especially if I'm, like, not in the best mood. Like, that shit uplifts me every time. It kind of, like, reminds me, like, you know what? Yeah, you are a boss bitch. Like, you are a boss-ass bitch, and you got this podcast, and you work hard, and blah, blah, blah. Like, sometimes I need the extra confidence boost, so I'm glad that I do that sometimes. Also, I am getting very used to recording these in my car lately. (laughs) Like, I usually... Like, I started off recording these in the library, but now I've been doing it in the car. I think that the audio sounds just as good here because, I I don't know, it's, like, more compact. Because when you're in a studio, like, usually it has to be smaller or, like, the um, room has to be, like, I guess made of, like, sponge a little bit, if that makes sense. Because let's say if I was recording this in a bathroom or a bathtub, it's going to echo in there because of the material of like the walls. It's usually flat and tiled out and everything compared to if you're in a studio, it's usually like carpeted or spongy. You get what I'm saying? I feel like that makes sense. (laughs) But anyways, how are you guys all doing today? Today for me, I'm honestly not in the best mood, but I'm glad that I'm at least recording this because it's helping my mood a little bit more. I'm not in a great mood because I feel like, and this should be a normalized thing, and that's why I'm talking about this, what I'm about to talk about. Um, I feel like around the holiday season is like a mix of good and bad because I don't know about you guys, but like, I love the cheerfulness of like, oh my God, like the holiday season, Christmas is coming, Thanksgiving, blah, 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 like family, you know, like some of it, sometimes it's happy, it's cute, it's sweet, but then like other times it's also kind of difficult because you always, everyone always kind of wants to envision everybody else as like, oh my God, they have a perfect family life. They have this they have a perfect relationship, they have perfect friendships and stuff like that. And I've heard, like, it's actually pretty normal for a lot of people to feel very lonely around the holidays, even when they're surrounded by a bunch of people, they still feel very lonely. And I felt like this was kind of important to talk about. And I just wanted to be real about that, because I have been feeling fucking lonely lately. And like, overanalyzing, overthinking it in my head. Um, Sometimes I feel just very like unsupported or like, 
oh, maybe I'll never find my perfect partner or like maybe I'll never have like the perfect relationship with family, which I do have a pretty good, decent relationship. But, you know, every family has its ups and downs. And, you know, around the holiday season, it can go either way. Like sometimes you have like a very good high and then other times it's like a very low, low. (laughs) But um, I feel like that's every family for the most part. I don't think every single family is perfect. And I think it's always more difficult around the holidays because around the holidays, there's a higher expectation for everybody to be perfect or to feel happy or just like, I don't know, just expectations in general of like how you should be acting with each other. If that makes sense. I feel like that makes sense, but it just, it gets frustrating. It really does. So I felt like it was necessary to talk about because in case there's anyone else who's feeling this exact same way, at least we can relate together and know that you're not alone. I'm also feeling that way where I'm feeling lonely around the holidays, but also slightly cheerful or mm, pretty cheerful for the most part when it comes to like Christmas time and everything. And just, I think I like the concept of Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's like family based and like just like love based you know whether that's love and friendships family or relationships like it's love based the holiday seasons and that's what I love about it but at the same time it gets you overthinking about how much do I love or how much does someone love me it's fucking just deep and I'm just like oh I had to share that But if you are also feeling alone around the holidays, just know that you are not alone with that feeling. It's not just you. It's also me too and probably a bunch of other people. So just know that you are not alone with that feeling and we'll get through it together. We just got to have each other's back and kind of do what I did. Hype yourself up. (laughs) Hype yourself up before an episode, maybe. (laughs) Well, you know, you you guys might not have... podcast though to be hyping yourself up before an episode but you get what I'm saying hype yourself up a little bit more often when you feel low like that and it's kind of it's easier said than done like of course not everybody can just hype themselves up on the spot but what I like to do when I'm feeling low I will feel every single feeling out like just let it all out because I feel like it's not good to just bottle it up inside like I hate when you know, you try to express to somebody how you're feeling and then they fill you with that toxic positivity where they're like, well, look on the bright side. And like, it's good to like, try and help someone. But honestly, I wouldn't do it right away. (laughs) I would tell someone, no, let it out. Let it out, girl. Cry, cry your eyes out, scream, do everything. And then, then I'll tell you some positive shit after you've let everything out and after you've calmed down. Like, that's how I think it should be, honestly. It should be more normalized to act irrational for a few moments and then, you know, reevaluate and be like, hey, why am I feeling this way? Let me analyze why I'm feeling this way. What started this? What triggered this? You know, stuff like that. I just feel like it's, and it's going to sound cheesy, but it is okay to not be okay. And a lot of people really just don't realize that. 
So yeah, um, going back to it, it is completely normal to not feel your best during the holiday season. It's completely normal. And I know I am not the only one out there. (laughs) But anyways, thanks for listening to that, because that is a vulnerable moment for me. But I am excited for today's episode. It's actually going to be one story being told, because it's a really long story, but a lot happened in it. And this listener, like, she took her time writing this story and crafting it out. And I was, like, on edge the entire time reading it. And I felt like it was worth having a full episode for. So this is going to be one whole long story. So I'm excited to tell it. But before I tell it, if you are new here, I'm very happy that you're here. And I want to fill you in on what this podcast is about. So... This podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730 with 3 You spell that 730-T-E-A-W-I-T-H-R-I-E. Or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores and you spell that R-I-E-A-N-N-A-F-L-O-R-E-S. And if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Your story should be up to... 500 words or less and if you want an audio voice message sent in instead of typing out your story please just keep it up to five minutes max and without further ado let's get into today's crazy 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 story this is the craziest story that i've ever gotten sent in so let's let's get into it (laughs) this one is called Her 22-year-old boyfriend locked her in a hotel room so he could cheat with (laughs) 15-year-olds. Yeah, it's it's a wild title. It's really wild, and the story's really crazy. So I'm I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read the entire thing and then give my opinions at the very end, as I always do. (laughs) Also, by the way, guys, this girl is in the army. Just keep that in mind as I read this so that it makes more sense uh, as she kind of describes everything in the story. So the story says, my ex peer pressured me into a relationship with him. One day we took a trip to Vegas and I spent $600 on our stay. Then we drove to California where I was stationed. So I went home. Two days after our little excursion, he fucked his best friend after telling her I was cheating on him. Then a week later, he fucked my best friend because she called him when she was drunk to pick her up from a party on base. He let her sleep over in his room in the spare bed, and she got cold in the middle of the night and jumped on his dick for warmth, even though it was the middle of June in California. Then one of my besties borrowed his car and found Plan B and condoms in the back seat. I decided to ask him about it after she told me. He claimed it was his lady friends and rambled on and on about how he drove her in the morning to buy the plan B because she had sex with someone at the party and left her condoms behind. I kept going back and forth with both of them. They called my bestie a liar and tried saying that she was trying to break us up. Finally, I go on FaceTime with this lady friend of his and tell her that my ex told me the entire truth, so she may as well come clean so I can hear it from her side. She admitted that they did fuck. Little did she know, I recorded the whole thing and posted it on Snapchat for all of our friends and family to see. 
So then I flew back to California. I'm originally from New York with the hopes of killing my ex, but we ended up staying together because I was a silly girl, super dumb of me, because again, he ended up cheating on me with now over 10 girls. To top it off, I also found out he got me, I was 22 at the time, he got me and a 16-year-old girl pregnant at the same time. I dug even deeper because I hacked his Instagram. I also found out he consistently met up with a 15-year-old girl. I then hacked his Snapchat and found more evidence of him messaging minors and exchanging nudes with them. I went feral. I called him up at 5 a.m. his time in the morning of his promotion to call him a child molester and a pedophile, and I dumped him. Additionally, my friend that fucked him gave him chlamydia, and both of them hid that from me until I saw something on his email about it. Thankfully, I didn't get it. To add in here, he had bought me multiple rings to shut me up about the minors and the cheating. He bought me a promise ring and an engagement ring. I made him kneel down in front of everyone at a pier on the beach. Then I grabbed the rings to throw them into the ocean, but he tackled me and took them from me, so we kept going back and forth. People thought it was domestic abuse, and it low-key was because that night he took me to a hotel and locked me up. I kept trying to break into his phone because he wouldn't let me see, so I took it and ran to the bathroom. He kept trying to break down the door, and that's how I found out about his best friend that he fucked a few days after me. Because while I locked myself in the bathroom, I was able to look through their messages and they looked normal until I read the messages that she was blaming him for a hickey on her neck or some shit. So I added her on all social media and went to her crib with my two guy best friends and we were going there so I could beat the shit out of her. But her man was there and she kept looking at me like, please don't blow my spot up. That's right. She was cheating too. I didn't blow her spot, but I hinted at it, and she told me she only got with him because he would tell her I was a horrible person to him who abused him, and my ex's girl best friend that he fucked is now apparently a saint, like super into church, and obsessed with it and shit. Ooh, okay, that's that's the end of the story. Just, just finished reading all that. Um, if your guys' jaws are dropped as low as mine... That's, that's really nice and relatable. (laughs) This is the wildest story I've ever motherfucking read. Like, when I got this sent to me, I was literally like, come again? Like, what? What did you just say? Like, it's, I don't even know. It's a mix of like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? And then a mix of like, oh my God, all that really did happen. All of it, huh? Like, ooh. First thing I will ask, though, are you okay? Like, are you? Are you? Are you all right? I don't even know where to start. I mean, we'll try to start at like the very beginning, okay? Let's start where you paid for an excursion for the two of you, ladies. Never pay for a man unless he's your husband or you've or he has a ring on your finger. If he's got a ring on your finger, like sure. And I know this might be a controversial topic about who you don't have to like pay for them now. Like I know it might be controversial, but like I I just really feel like you shouldn't be buying them anything. Personally, like 
that's just the traditional part of me. Like, I think some parts of me are still traditional where I'm like, the guy should pay for everything. Like, I know things are different in this generation where people are like, the guy shouldn't have to pay for everything. No, girl. I think he should. I think he should want to. Like, I don't know. Personally, I think that's their job. Like, it's not my job. Unless it's like actually earned where they do so much for you, where they're so, so good to you and you really trust them, like then yeah, they deserve it. And also like, of course, like for birthday presents, you give them that. Other than that, if you guys are going on dates, he should be paying for it. He should be paying for that shit. Personally, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't care what this new generation tries to preach about how equal it should be when it comes to that. I think, for the most part, these men are lazy out here and lack doing the literal bare minimum. I should not have to ask a man to buy me a simple $5.99, half a dozen bouquet of roses from Stop and Shop. It is basic common sense and super easy and affordable to do, like literally just $5.99 for a half of a bouquet of roses it's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting his wallet. $5.99. Come on. Come on. And a woman paying for a trip with a man is crazy. I'm not paying for his trip. He's paying for our trip. Okay. Make their pockets hurt. Make their pockets hurt. All right. We already pay. We already pay. We pay with our hair, our nails, our makeup, our skincare products, our gym memberships, and we rarely even get complimented or appreciated for it by our men anyways these days because they don't always notice it. And that's just facts. Like very rarely do you get like a good, an actual good guy that, and I mean, who knows? I might be wrong. I know there's plenty of good men out there. I'm not saying there aren't, but for the most part, like, I really feel like there's a lot of men that don't take the time to appreciate or notice the small things that we do for them. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it really is. And, you know, like I said, like, I'm not saying this is every man because there's definitely amazing men out there. But the majority of men in this generation are truly ridiculous and they can be super entitled at times. And that's just facts. And the men that are listening to this I know you guys probably might be like girl what the heck like girls are like that too and that's true that's fair that's a fair point there's some girls that can be ridiculous too but I'm just simply giving my opinion all right all right now going back to the story so after you paid for this trip he fucked his girl best friend and then fucked your best friend the next week um that's a lot. That's a lot of movement. Um, I don't know how he juggled all of that. That's kind of a lot. It also definitely makes me wonder how long he's been talking to both of them. Because he obviously had to have been talking to both of them for a while. Like, in that way. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely feel like this wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing for him. Especially because you mentioned he told his girl best friend that you were like cheating on him allegedly which I feel like you probably weren't like it, it I don't know it doesn't seem like you went and cheated on him it seems like he was doing all of that work <laughs> but um yeah I <sighs> this man's ridiculous 
He's acting like a little kid playing with a whole bunch of different toys. That's what it sounds like. It's also crazy that you found condoms in his car and he tried to lie about how they got there. Like, come on now. Like, that lie he told about buying them for for his friend, like, that's way too rehearsed. It's almost like he's used to lying like that, too. Like, he has to be used to it to have a lie that quick. You get what I mean? I definitely couldn't think of a lie that fast when I'm feeling so guilty either. So it seems like he didn't even feel that much guilt behind it to be able to lie that fast. You get what I mean? Also, you got her real good. You got her real good by recording her secretly while she admitted to the cheating. Though I'm not entirely sure I agree with posting it on social media for people to see. But it's also understandable, especially at that moment when you find out, like when you were younger and stuff because you said you were 22 at the time so when you're like a little younger it makes sense of wanting to just act even more irrationally and also finding out so much information at once like I kind of don't blame you I kind of fully understand it but it's definitely like it it's a it's a controversial kind of topic because a lot of people may agree with you where they feel like nah fuck that bitch like I would post that shit on social media and then there might be other people that might disagree where they're like no like I don't think that's right even though she did that like that's a person like I but for me personally I feel like it wasn't necessary only just because you don't have to stoop to her level of low in that way like that's what I mean by it. Like, I feel like when it comes to things like that, when you find out something uh, that that crazy and intense, I feel like it's better to just voice your feelings and then go no contact on them for your own peace of mind. Because once you let everything out, then that's kind of like your own closure. Like, you let everything out, be an asshole to him as much as you want, like, do stuff like that, be an asshole in that way, like, let everything out, and then ghost him. You know what I mean? Because the other girl at that point, it, she doesn't even matter. She doesn't matter. If anything, it's more of the guy's problem because it's his relationship to handle. And he didn't handle that properly at all. He didn't even treat it like it was a relationship. So in that scenario, I'd say, um, you know, like I said, voice your voice, voice your feelings voice your feelings, voice your opinions, let everything out, and then go no contact because they don't earn the rest of you after you've been hurt. They don't. Um, But anyways, like going back to it, why did you stay with him after that? (laughs) Why did you stay with him? Why? I mean, I definitely get like when you're younger in the moment though, so I can't entirely like shame you or scold you because like we've all definitely done some dumb shit like that for love when you're younger like even some girls do it now still to this day because they feel so strongly for somebody or you don't know like what's best for you and stuff like that so I can kind of understand that part of just not knowing well enough for yourself but damn I wish you did not stay with him again after that because that's so much I can't imagine how much hurt you put yourself through without realizing it until now I just hope that you're healing from that really well because that's a lot to try and heal from like even when I got cheated on it's still that still affects me like the trust issues and stuff and that was five years ago 
five years ago and it still affects me to this day and how I view relationships and how I act in them so I hope that you're working on healing that because that's a lot to go through and then staying with someone after and processing it that way and trying to learn to trust them again is a lot it's a lot especially because we always hope for the good in someone like we always want to see the good in someone and we hope that when they act like that or they hurt us that bad that they change and the reality is not every person will always be willing to change there's people that are genuinely willing to change after making a mistake but the ones that just actively make a mistake over and over and they're not even willing to change it or feel remorse for it those ones are just they're not worth it they're not worth it because they'll never learn they'll never learn unless they really really want to you have to want to be better to actually be better and that's just true now getting into the whole talking to a minor thing um girl girl what the hell come on come on what 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 are we doing what were we doing here what were we thinking i would have immediately called the cops on his ass or something because for him to be talking to 15 year olds while you guys were 22 at the same at the time like it's not only crazy but it's dangerous and it's sick 15 year olds are most definitely not old enough to comprehend how fucked up that is to do and i mean they were impressionable they were being manipulated by this sick fucking 22 year old loser and charges could have been pressed for the exchange of nudity between him and them too it's even crazier that he tried to shut you up because of that like he tried to shut you up with promise rings and engagement rings it's incredibly fucked up but it is kind of funny that you threw those rings in the ocean but low-key i would have kept those rings i would have kept those rings and i would have sold them because at least you would have gotten a good use out of his bullshit but yeah um going back to it it is entirely fucked up that he tried to shut you up with that and i hope that those girls are okay and doing well and hopefully learn something from that I still I really I can't imagine how you're feeling knowing that he did all of that stuff and then putting yourself back in that is really it's a lot to go through I can't imagine how you even feel you you probably are still learning which is okay and normal to be healing I feel like it's a lot to learn from and that's all I can say there's a lot to learn from it's a really like big experience to go through and that takes years to heal from like really and truly and that might suck to say but that is just true it's not something that you can overcome like super fast but it doesn't mean that it's impossible you know like I think there will come a time where you'll fully be okay and you'll be healed but the wound will always be there even if it's a healed wound it's still a scar that's left on you metaphorically speaking if that makes sense but 
I really, girl, I can't repeat it enough. Like, I really hope that you're healing from this because this is a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. Going back to the cheating on you with his best friend is crazy that you found that out by him locking you in a hotel room. Like, that's that's really toxic. Really, really toxic. Um, you were definitely in an abusive relationship and it's really sad that you had to go through that experience so much like like to this extent like I'm I really when I tell you I'm I'm very sorry that you know you were at that age where you were feeling very confused and lost and impressionable and also like on top of it what probably made it harder is you were away from home because this girl she's from New York and you know she was in California being stationed there. So when you're away from home, you get even more confused. You cling to people easier. So I think that was the case with this, where you felt so comfortable with him, where it's like, even though he did all of that and he hurt you so deeply, I feel like you were still clinging on to how he made you feel, which was probably safe before he hurt you like that. So it's really it's a lot and it's hard. It's definitely not easy when you're that age and very impressionable. And it's easier to be manipulated like that. And I'm sure that there were like plenty of people that probably have told you like, oh, just leave and this, that and blah, blah, blah. But like, not everybody can actually fully grasp how you're feeling. And I think in that case, it was definitely, you know, something you weren't realizing like you didn't feel like he had the control over you really like you were thinking it was part of love probably and it's hard to kind of navigate that feeling because you're like oh my god I love this person they love me and they really care about me and that's why they're arguing with me when meanwhile what it really is is they're being controlling and trying to make you feel guilty for something that they did especially like him trying to buy you all these rings and stuff trying to kind of cover up everything wrong that he did like as if it was nothing and it's completely fucked up it's fucked up it's very crazy to me that he did all of that cheating you know just to also be cheated on too with the girl that he cheated on you with who also was in a relationship which is also fucked up on her part so they both cheated while they were in relationships and he he did it more times but oh my god this is just so crazy all of this i can't believe so much went down with this one crazy man not man kid he's a kid we're not even gonna call him a man he's not a man um, but by the way, guys, this girl is also one of my close friends. So I know her personally. And like I said, she's in the army. And I mean, being in the army, it definitely makes sense why this story is very crazy. Because a lot of crazy things happen in the army. But um, anyways, thank God you eventually got out of that relationship and found more of yourself. It's definitely, like I said, a bunch of times it's not easy for anyone out there who is in in an abusive or toxic relationship. You know, it's definitely not easy. So I just want you guys to know that if you are in one, 
I'm here if you ever need to talk to anybody about it. Or you can also call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. The number for that is 800-799-7233. Or you can text START to 88788. So this is for anybody who needs it. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. It's definitely not easy to relive something like that when you tell it all over again to someone or you know everybody since this is to an audience it's not easy and it's a very vulnerable thing but I'm glad that uh I'm glad that you were able to get all of that out and off your chest and that you were able to get through it and move on to better things and I just want you to know that I'm very proud of you and how far you've come just know that you are an inspiration to someone of where they'd like to be and how they'd like to move on from something very toxic just know that in some way that you are an inspiration to someone who's probably going through it right now that's listening so thank you so much again for sharing your story um it was a lot it was it was wild and I feel really grateful and honored that you shared that with my podcast. So thank you very much again. All right. So that is the story of the day, you guys. It was a really, really wild, crazy ride of events. Um, So now we're most definitely going to clear up all of that energy that we let out with our sound healing. We're going to close it out with our sound healing. So sit back. Lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth, and I'm going to play. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining this week's episode. I always love having you guys here. It was the bestest time, even though it was a really rough, long ride of an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And really and truly, if you ever need anybody to talk to, I am always here. And don't hesitate to reach out, really and truly. But thank you so much again for joining on today's episode and being patient and listening. And I will see you guys all next week. I hope you guys have the bestest week ever. And goodbye.